Welcome to the Carry On Couple podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Katrina. This is our podcast about our adventures and how we make life magical. We're going to tell you about how we travel the world on a budget and still make it awesome. We want to share our experiences with you so you can have awesome adventures too. And remember, you and I, we're in a club now, the Carry On Club. Episode 59! The 59th. All right, so before we get going here, uh, for everything, we're going to do a disclaimer. That's right. We are not medical professionals. Not even a little bit. And we are not here to give you medical advice. Not at all. Call or visit your doctor for medical advice, treatment, or a diagnosis. That's right. Okay. Um, and just, the reason we had to, were wanted to throw out that disclaimer is because we are talking about uh, a very timely subject right now that yes. everyone is talking about. We are talking about... Uh, the coronavirus. The coronavirus. Before we get on to that, yes, we want to uh, uh, shout out Joey. Joey! <laughs> and his podcast. Laugh It Up Fuzzball! Yeah. So listen to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. That is our official sponsor of uh, Carry On Couple Podcast. Indeed. Yeah, go over and listen to all the things nerdy, geeky, uh, fun, and amazing. Be a much more fun and lighthearted topic than we are about to discuss. Well, let's go ahead and get on to that. Let's uh, topic do it. Here. So, yes, we are talking about uh, the coronavirus and how it affects travel, which it, it already has a lot. That's right. Travel. Um, and obviously, again, not medical professionals, nope. not trying to help in any sort of med- medical situation. Correct. Um, we also want to just throw it out there that if you visit the CDC website, cdc.gov, you can read the most up-to-date information about the virus itself, but we're going to kind of tell you a few things that we've researched and learned um, and talk about how it might affect your travels and some tips to cope with this crazy thing going on. Yeah, and for any of our... <laughs> And for any of our listeners uh, that aren't in the United States, CDC is a United States uh, um, entity. Entity. There's also who.int. That's right. WHO.int. That's the World, World Health Organization. Yes. So those are a couple of uh, resources you can use, which is what we used. And we're just kind of using our research to transfer to you guys. So um, let's first talk about uh, kind of what the coronavirus is, if anybody out there I don't know, lives under a rock and, and hasn't, hasn't heard it. Hasn't heard about it. Um, so it's very similar to the flu. It appears two to 14 days after exposure. Uh, you would have a fever, cough, and shortness of breath. That's right. So. Um, and then the thing that's really got people talking about this is how contagious it is and how rapidly yeah. it seems to be spreading. Uh, this virus can be contracted through touching something that someone else has touched. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was infected. There's really not a lot you can do about that besides, you know, keeping your hands clean, washing your hands and stuff like that. The We'll talk a little bit more about that yeah. in a few minutes. But the other thing that really has people talking is uh, what they call a CFR or case fatality rate. The, uh, the WHO, not, not that WHO, but the, <laughs> the WHO. The World Health Organization. Yeah, says... Currently, that the CFR or case fatality rate is about 3.4 percent 
globally. Now, that is a scary number because it's fairly high from what we're used to. However, uh, countries that have done more widespread testing have shown much lower uh, CFR rates. Now, that's not saying that is 3.4% of the world is dying because of this. No. It's saying that 3.4% of the cases of coronavirus. That's right. Um, but the reason, so yeah, the, the way they determine this number is dividing the number of deaths by the number of cases reported. And the reason this can be kind of problematic is because roughly 80% of the people who get the coronavirus will have a very mild case and therefore might not go to the doctor or go to the hospital or get tested. And we might not know and count that in the total number of cases that are occurring. But obviously the people who have more severe cases are the ones who are more likely to possibly die from those cases. So that's kind of why that numbers, that percentage we talked about before is a little, mm-hmm. a little higher. Also, the percentage is typically higher according to what I've been reading in the early days of an outbreak, which we're still kind of in the early phases because mm-hmm. they're still trying to get people tested and kind of come to terms with this because it's all happening very quickly. Now, all of those numbers kind of been causing, I don't want to say like a panic, but, uh, no, there's definitely a sense of panic in the world. But right I was going to say it's heavy precaution. There's heavy precaution um, for for those countries that aren't super affected. Um, so something that we read up on is the people who are most at risk are people with weaker immune systems. So uh, the elderly or people with already weakened respiratory systems or, yeah. uh, you know, just just other um, diseases that would cause a weak immune system. Right. Those those people would be at most risk. Yeah, and so another example would be like smokers because uh-huh. they have weakened respiratory systems mm-hmm. because this virus does kind of hit pretty hard on your respiratory system. Mm-hmm. So if it's compromised in any way, that's going to lead to a more increased likelihood of contracting the virus mm-hmm. if you come into contact with it. So uh, some ways you can prevent it, you already kind of mentioned it before, but we're going to kind of go I'm going to say them. it so many times in this episode. Yeah, we're going to, this is going to be real quick, just a list of things to do. Things you should really always do ever, forever. Right. Uh, wash your hands. Wash your hands, guys. Avoid, the right way. Yeah, of the properly. Wash your hands properly. Uh, avoid touching your eyes, mouth, and nose. Uh, That's so hard to do, though. I know. We I was were, just playing with my beard. So I know. It's, and we talked about this at work today because- we I work in a public building, mm-hmm. so we were discussing the coronavirus and how to prevent it and all this stuff. And the instant somebody said, like, yeah, you shouldn't touch your face. All of us were like, now Everybody's I want to touch itchy. my face. Yep. I can't stop thinking about touching my face now. How many times have I touched my face since we sat in this room? Yeah. So I know it's hard, but try to not touch your face. The The way I read um, or what, what I read is the way people get, uh, get away from this and still be able to touch your face is use a tissue use a tissue use a tissue or even use like the like the side of your shirt or, right yeah or something don't, use something don't touch with your bare hands especially if you haven't washed them in a while right and because we touch so much stuff with our hands every day every mm-hmm. minute of every day you're always touching something mm-hmm. so you just have so many germs and bacterias and unknown things on your hands why stick them close to any of your face holes <laughs> face holes that's right uh another one is stay at home when you're sick yes. i know with the american work uh 
workforce it's hard to like call out sick sometimes when like i feel like people call out sick when they're not sick to go do like fun things but then when they're sick they're like oh, i'll just tough it out at work right this is a, spe- a time especially where if you're feeling sick don't go to work stay inside they even said if you're having the symptoms to even like quarantine yourself to like a certain room in the house and if you have different bathrooms, like have the quote unquote quarantine person use that separate bathroom and just to limit exposure, yeah. try to keep this a little more contained. Um, another way to to help prevent this is, you know, covering coughs and sneezes. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about this earlier today, too, with some coworkers, but mm-hmm. like sneezing into your elbow mm-hmm. sounds weird and gross, but it's the one of the better ways of containing things without putting it everywhere. So like, there's another one that CDC recommends to uh, sneeze into a tissue. Yes. Just cough into can. a tissue and throw it away. Yeah. Don't reuse the same one. Yeah. Just one time use. Tissues come by the thousands in those boxes. Right. So One time is good. Uh, yeah. Disinfect frequently uh, any objects that are touched regularly. Yeah. You know? When I read about that, I was thinking, man, I don't remember the last time I disinfected my keyboard. Right. And who knows who what knows? things are growing on this thing right yeah, now. Yeah, so. I actually started, restarted disinfecting things yeah. at work. I was like, oh, I'm at the public desk i should uh you know four people have been here today i should disinfect when i sit down yeah so uh a lot of people are are going out and around town wearing masks face masks now i I, this was actually kind of a surprise to me on the cdc website they actually recommend sorry let me backtrack the cd doesn't recommend face masks for people that are healthy so if you're healthy and you wear a face mask it's 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 not going to really prevent, prevent you from getting it. What is what you want a face mask for is if you are showing symptoms of illness, you want it to cover from projecting a cough out. So right. essentially always having a tissue at your mouth. Yes. Which actually we were talking with a couple of friends last week and they're saying they're uh, one of them is in the field of medicine. And uh, she said uh, when you use a face mask, don't reuse it. Yeah, they're actually only good for like small bursts of time because when you breathe into them condensation and whatnot happens they get moist they get wet and then they as soon are, as they get wet they're useless they're useless mm-hmm. so people are, have been going out i don't know this is probably happening all over but here in the states a lot of people have been stockpiling on these types of supplies and then medical professionals are having a hard time getting a hold of them when they need them mm-hmm. for their everyday jobs to keep us healthy keep themselves safe um and the people who are you know maybe stockpiling them are it's not not they're not being used correctly anyway so it's really not a great thing to go out and buy in bulk right uh you don't need it so again the resources that we use for this was i most of this was from the cdc website yeah i also took a gander at the uh, world health organization one it was pretty much the same stuff um, theirs is, is more focused on international type things. So right. it's, there's a lot of focus on travel there. So, um, then there's also, you, you could talk to your healthcare provider. That's there's right. resources all over the place, whoever that might be. Um, you know, if you're not comfortable with doing your own research, your healthcare provider has done the research for yeah. you. You just have to go and ask them, Hey, what do I do? Um, so what does all this mean for travelers? So, yeah, that's a great question. I've been hearing so many friends and coworkers and just people in general discussing this and really not understanding or knowing 
what to expect, how this is going to affect. Maybe they have a trip booked and planned. Uh, and really, things have been happening so fast and changing so much that people are kind of freaking out and don't know what to do. So um, I think the major thing to, to know as of now uh, or as of what yesterday, uh-huh. there are a few areas that are recommended by um, was this by the CDC? This is CDC. Yeah. By the and CDC. Actually, I'm going to look it up again to see what the okay. if there's anything new. Areas to avoid yeah. travel. These are high risk areas that, unless it's absolutely a necessity that you go there, it is not recommended to go there right now. That would be China, Iran, South Korea, and Italy. Yeah, uh, not all of them are frequent uh, traveling destinations, but. Still, it's they, they would call them uh, level three, I think is what they call it. A level yeah. three um, uh, warning level three. That's what it is. And that one is uh, those ones either warning level three or caution level two or something like that. Right. So, yeah. It's, so, yeah. So those are the areas right now that they're really wanting people to avoid. Like I said, unless it's it essential that you go there, don't. And that's also including layovers, which a lot of times people don't think about as like oh well, i'm not actually going there mm-hmm. but even just having that layover there and being there puts you at a higher risk mm-hmm. so it's not recommended to even have layovers there uh, our information is up to date okay to as of what's it was today today's the 5th of march that's right 2020 <laughs> <laughs> um another area that's less uh less high on their scale it's but level is, two but it's still um on there is Japan. Uh, the CDC recommends that older adults or those who have chronic medical conditions consider postponing travel to this area. Yep. Uh, so far, it's only those uh, five areas that are on CDC. Again, there's other resources that you might want to use um, to to check to see if what's going on. Yeah. All right, so where are we going from here? We are going to talk about cancellations. Yeah, this has been a huge topic on everybody's mind because a lot of people, like this has been so widespread and so many people are panicking um, and don't know how to react to this, don't know what to do. Cancellations have been, or I've been hearing, I don't know about you, I've been hearing so many people like, oh gosh, I have a book trip booked, but like, do I cancel? Can I cancel? It's already paid for it. What do I do? Again, the ones that, that, yes, you would cancel for would be those four, the China, Iran, South Korea, Italy. Right now, if you're traveling within the next couple of weeks, I I wouldn't go. Yeah. Not right now. Japan, they they say you can still go with caution. Right. And uh, and we'll talk more about why you'd maybe want to cancel it other than the coronavirus in in a bit here. But uh, but yeah, so... Companies have so many, so many companies have so many policies that are different. We couldn't go through even half yeah, of them. You really just have to, to go through those fine print, those terms, call and contact the company, figure out what the con- cancellation policy is, if that's the route you want to go. Yeah, there's different tickets that have different policies. And, and you know, and that's including air, airlines, cruises, any tour companies, um, travel agents, everything. Do got to do your due diligence there. We're going to talk a little bit more about some specifics and how to get a hold of some people in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But another thing that might help you in this situation is if you purchased trip insurance. Yeah, I think we talked about this like in our one of our first 10 episodes. Yeah, and I know a lot of times people do not purchase trip insurance, but we don't even always we don't it. we don't always do it. But if you did, this is going to be one of those points if you're really thinking about canceling where you're going to want to go through and read what qualifies um, most will not, there's so many different kinds, I right. guess I should start with. There's so many yes. different kinds of travel insurance. Most travel insurance is not going to cover, um, the coronavirus or any outbreak or, yeah, or situation general, yeah. as like a cancel my trip sort of thing. Yeah. I would, again, check the fine print, see if outbreaks are covered. I actually looked at, uh, um, a trip insurance that we used before and uh, certain levels have different things because there's certain different levels that you can buy. So some of them, it only in- includes like like rash health issues to yourself. Like if you are on your deathbed, that's included right. in, in trip insurance. But then there's other ones that it would include an outbreak. And sometimes it includes like something happening with a family, family member and stuff. But like it's not the norm for a, a health outbreak to be covered. Um but it's yeah. worth checking into. Uh, so you said some of them let you uh, uh, cancel due to personal health issues. Some of them don't. So you might want to get separal, separate travel health insurance. Yeah, this is something we've done for a lot of our longer trips. Yeah, we've done it where it's we've had a, a travel insurance that included health in, uh, insurance, but we've also done it where we had to do two separate things. Yeah. So something to think about and look into just in case. Um, another thing to be aware of is that some, some of your credit cards, if you happen to have a travel credit card, it might have some level of trip insurance included. Yes. The one, the one that we actually use. Yeah. The one that we use actually has some, uh, um, some type of insurance, uh, you know, basic stuff. But then there's also, if you're going to a, a remote area, say you're going to like an island nation or something like that, and there's a possibility of having uh, an evacuation, like um, like medevac kind of thing, you might want to get medical evacuation insurance as well. Uh, so CNN Traveler has a great article that they posted on the 4th called Coronavirus Travel, 10 Steps to Follow Before Rethinking Your Travel Plans. Uh, we're going to kind of paraphrase. Yeah, because I found this article again. really helpful. So we're just going to go over the just the bare minimum of yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, first thing is to check your U.S. government websites and uh, set alerts. So they, they have a, yeah. a fancy thing where you can set alerts for that. <clears throat> yeah. So we kind of already talked about the CDC, which mm-hmm. is the Center for Disease Control and prevention and prevention that was a mouthful (laughs) um they issue their own warnings like we talked about so that's really important the other option for the united states is checking the united states department of state which is also tracking the outbreaks and has travel advisories they have this cool thing that's called smart traveler enrollment program or step and you can enroll in that to get updates in the situation for or if the situation in the areas you want to travel change. So that's, that's really pretty cool. cool. The um, There's an important thing to note here, though. The DOS, or Department of State, their travel advisories weigh other factors, including a v- big variety of things. And the CDC uses their warning system 
only in relation to disease-related concerns. Yes. So they might have different things because there's other things going on in these areas. Um, a lot more is taken into account for the Department of State, where it might be a little different. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what I, I actually went to their website, and you can go to a, when you search the um, Department of State, there's a thing you could just go straight to travel advisories, and it yeah. has a whole list of every country it looks like. There's five pages of countries. They show everything from level one, which is normal precaution, to level four, do not travel. So, um, and that one's also... like It also you, tells you yeah. what date it was last updated, yes. and tells you some of the concerns. Yeah. Yeah, so again, they use other factors aside from just disease. There's there's also just gener- generic safety issues that they go through there. But uh, anyways, uh, moving on. Moving on. Let's see. So visit the government website of countries you plan to visit. Uh, other risks include travel delays, inspections, and potential quarantine when returning home or entering a second destination. Uh, for example, the UK announced Tuesday that travelers who have visited parts of Italy will need to self-quarantine for 14 days upon arrival. That's right. Um, there's also special, I, I didn't read into detail with this, but if you're traveling from China into the US, say for business, right. um, and you happen to be there and, and coming back, there's certain quarantine things that they have to, uh, they, they've enacted. Right. So yeah, it's just important <clears throat> to be aware of all these different things so you can plan accordingly. Yeah. So you can also reach out to your airline by visiting the airline website to see their current policy regarding rebooking or canceling your trip. We kind of talked about that before. Right. Um, And some airlines are canceling routes. Yeah. So that's obviously if they're canceling the route, you should be good to go. Mm -hmm. Um, But you really need to every airline's going to be different. So pay attention to what your airline's doing. Talk to them. Look at their website. Find all that stuff. Um, Yeah stopovers and layovers yeah double check those you should yeah you should make sure because sometimes maybe in that location there might be a mandatory screening or checkpoint and that could cause delays so if you have a short layover it could cause some problems getting to your next flight that normally wouldn't have been an issue yeah if you're uh, near an outbreak area or if you're going near an outbreak area email your hotel you may be offered a full refund or offered to rebook if you cancel or postpone your trip. Um, elsewhere, most uh, most places will just have a standard cancellation policy. Yeah, and those are going to vary for place from place to place. So just important to, you know, in this in this very t- turbulent time to make sure you read up on all that stuff. Yeah, and if you're using a travel agent, again, contact them. They might have if even if a place doesn't have certain cancellation policies, maybe your specific agent has different policies. Yeah, they will, might have different um, options available to them. Yep, and uh, same thing, contact your cruise cruise line, uh, ask about their policies. Right, and many cruise lines are prepared for a wide range of weird scenarios, especially in this case. Um, so they might have a plan in place already. So if you reach out to them, they might have a backup like, okay, well, the cruise isn't happening the way we said it was originally. It's now happening like this. Uh, and maybe if, you know, you can work from there, but it's important to contact them directly because that's going to be the most, um, current and reliable information. Yeah, so for example, right now a cruise ship that uh, that carried a man who died from coronavirus is is being held off the coast of California right now while everybody else waits for test results to see if they were infected. Right. So there are different things. Well, they will they will quarantine a ship, 
Um, and what that probably means for the people on board is they're just in their rooms and maybe they do, I don't know, maybe they do like shifts for dinner or something like that. So they know like group A was in contact at this point, group B was in contact at this point. So they have different ways they do that. So contact your cruise line if you're going on a cruise. Um, also check your travel insurance policy. That's right. And, and read the fine print. Yeah. Like we were saying earlier, most, most, I would be very surprised if any policies are not going to cover canceling your trip because of the coronavirus and that that includes not just this virus but like new travel advisories for the destination you're going to city lockdowns or just not wanting to go anymore those are not normally covered unless you book a quote-unquote cancel for any reason type of policy yeah. then you're gonna be fine because they don't care why you cancel yeah you just and get those to ones are a little more costly but it's definitely more expensive it's a definitely a peace of mind though uh because that means any reason it could be oh i couldn't get the time off of work that i thought i could canceling it could be right. anything so those ones again a little more money but might be worth it in the end if you're if you're worried about um possibly canceling your trip um consider when your trip is planned like how far in the future is it from this point in time because if your trip is in the next couple weeks you should be following these steps and finding all this information out as soon as possible yeah and but if your trip is a little further out maybe a couple months from now uh basically basically all you can do right now is do your research track the situation because as of now the situation is changing so frequently and so rapidly it's basically night and day from, you know, one day to the next. You've got a whole new situation. So it's really impossible to know which parts of the world might be affected two months from now yeah. compared to what's happening right now. So you're kind of in this weird stalled out period if you want to wait and see. Yeah. Um, you just have to track it. And all in all, make a decision that makes most sense for you. Uh, you really got to weigh the like the costs and potential inconveniences against your uh, personal risk I, uh, based on your own personal health history. Yeah, everyone's going to be different. Everyone's yeah. going to have different um, pros and cons and different health history, different um, levels of what they're okay with. So that's really important. Yeah. I know for us personally, we would wait until we get closer to the can't like most things have some type of cancellation where you can cancel without any cost or, or a low, a low fee, I should say. So we would wait until closer to like the, the, um, what's the, the deadline for that until we actually make a decision. But there, you know, if we had something a couple months out, I don't think we'd be worrying right now. Yeah. I think we would just be tracking it and see, see what happens. Cause you can't plan for every what if. So you just have to kind of wait and see. And I don't think we would just cancel if we had something big on the books like that, uh-huh. unless it was in a destination that, you know, we really didn't feel like was going to be safe for, yeah. for us to go to. Uh, uh, if oh. you do have a fever or a cough, uh, you may be flagged at checkpoints or asked to quarantine depending on where you're headed. Like we've actually walked through places that have a heat sensor. That's right. That can like um, I'm talking airports. They track your temperature as you're walking through. Yeah. To figure out if you're if if you're looking warm on the sensors, they'll pull you aside and and give you like a quote unquote medical exam. Right. To make sure you're healthy. And I'm guessing in this environment that's going on right now globally. That that kind of thing is going to be more more likely to happen. So definitely, if you're not feeling well, you should not be risking it and traveling 
it's just not worth it right now. Yeah. So uh, what are some ways we can uh, avoid catching anything? Yeah. So these, we've already talked about some of these, but hey, like I said, I'm going to say it again. Wash your freaking hands. Frequently Frequently. and properly. Properly. Frequently, properly. Okay. And we've already said this a few times, but like, what is the proper way to wash your hands? Do you know? Because I do. Well, so I always read the, you know, the little signs in the, yeah. in the thing. I actually read those where it's like, uh, wash your hands, or lather, wash your hands under warm water for like 20 seconds. I do the row, row, row your boat. Okay. We were, I didn't realize people do this to measure yeah. time, Yeah. but apparently like singing the ABCs or two rounds of happy birthday, two rounds of row, 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 your or boat. row, row, your boat. Yeah. And my friend, I taught that to our nephew. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. My friend just sent me an email. It's a, or a, an article where it's like pop culture songs that you can sing the chorus of that are like 20 seconds long in yeah. case you're tired of singing row row your boat or happy birthday I, it's or whatever. my jam right now like, so i was I've, cracking yeah. up because i didn't realize there were songs people were singing but yeah. yeah at least 20 seconds lathering soap on your hands and then like another 20 seconds under the water under the water washing it off and that's mm-hmm. the most effective way to kill those germs and get rid of it and there have been studies done can I just say the something show. that's been that always bugs me about what? certain bathrooms? They give you the sink, the big bowl of the sink, right? Yeah. But then when you wash your hands, they give you like a quarter of an inch <laughs> of of water spout yeah. where like you're touching the edge and it's yeah. like why don't make the faucet a little bit longer uh-huh. so I don't have to touch a bunch of like the wall. That's true. That was actually at my work today. I was washing my hands. I was like I can't reach the water without touching the the touching bowl the, the entire time. Yeah. So that bugs me. So that was just a little yeah. little thing. But also <laughs> try to avoid touching your face and your, your nose and your eyes and your mouth. Yep. Try to just try to stop Disinfect doing that. I, I've objects. actually already caught myself like 12 times that we've you been know, recording. It's near impossible. But if at least if you're thinking about it, you might be cutting out a few. Yeah. Hey, you should also disinfect frequently touched objects. That's right. Yeah. And avoid contact with sick people. That one seems pretty obvious, but, but also. Yeah. Hey, some people are too polite to walk away from somebody that looks sick. I know I've seen it happen. I know I've done it. Um, it's going to be one of those things where nowadays or not like right now, it's just really anytime it's going to be like, Hey, I don't want to get sick back away. I know like, uh, I, I, yeah, and people should not take offense to that because yeah. nobody wants to be sick. I've, uh, I've, I've been to work where it was something where I couldn't call out of mm-hmm. where I was refereeing hockey. And I told the referees like, Hey, I got a, a little head cold right now. I'm going to give you elbows instead of shaking your hands. Right. So I was avoiding contact with healthy people by giving yes. elbows instead. And that's very thoughtful. <clears throat> and, um, uh, and instead of, you know, dropping the puck with my bare hands, I wore gloves. So it's, you know, different things that can, that can yeah. help. Uh, but that, that kind of leads to the next thing. Take steps you would take to prevent the flu. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty similar. It's pretty basic, yeah. That's what you're trying to do. Um, and that's kind of the synopsis of that article, which, like I said, I found really helpful. So hopefully you guys found that synopsis yeah. helpful. Thank you to CNN Traveler for posting that because, wow, we needed it in this day and age, in this time frame right now. Um, How about some of our handmade or handpicked um, uh, tips for traveling right now? Yeah, we have a couple extra ones to throw in here. So this is stuff that we kind of made up on ourselves or did our own research or have known this research for a while. Uh, airplanes, contrary to popular, popular belief, they have an air, air filtration system that makes it difficult to catch an illness from airborne pathogens. Now, most people are like, Oh, I got on a plane with somebody coughing. Now I'm sick. 
Yeah. Yeah. You were in close contact with them. But say they were in the front of the plane, you were in the back of the plane. You're probably not going to get sick unless you're you, you know, go and touch their hand rest as you're going by. Right. Uh, the, the way the air circulates in an airplane is very effective. Um, and that actually was something that I found out just uh, like a week ago when we were looking stuff up about this. Yeah. Um, also, avoid contact with sick people. Again, sounds, we're gonna keep on sounds so obvious. Hey, you know what else you should do? What should you do? Wash your hands no properly way. and often. That means a minimum of 20 seconds with warm, soapy water. That's right. Ah, man. Also, I, I feel like that one in particular, I know we've said it like five times already, but yeah. washing your hands is so underrated. People hear that and think, yeah, but what can I do? Like, that's not really going to do anything. It is. That is literally the number one piece of advice yeah. that I've been seeing and reading and hearing everywhere in this particular situation, as well as a lot of other flus and viruses and mm-hmm. colds. Wash your hands. Yeah. So let's talk about some actual like other travel tips. Um, instead of going somewhere abroad or someone really far, someone somewhere really yeah. far, uh, why don't you take like a road trip or something? Yes. Yeah. Uh, wait, you know what? Aren't we doing that? We're doing a road trip. Two weeks. Road trip. I am. Wow. English is a good thing to learn. Words are not Words easy. Words are difficult. Yes, we are doing a road trip. We're planning it. We have, I want to say, like 80% of it planned. Hopefully. And uh, we're going to plan some more. We're waiting for, is that on Saturday? Saturday. We're going to, so two days ago. Or <laughs> As of this day. recording. Oh, yeah. There two days go. ago as of this recording. Uh-huh. We, hopefully we have a uh, campsite booked in a certain super awesome place. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can also, if you don't want to do a road trip, just... <coughs> If you don't want to do a road trip, uh, travel domestic. Yeah. Uh, so far, the U.S. has been relatively healthy as far as this out- outbreak goes. Mm-hmm. That's obviously changing yeah. all the time. But that's a good option is to go somewhere in the U.S. Um, also, Canada is another good option. They've had very limited um, exposure yeah. to this outbreak so far as well. So those are a few ways to travel and still go somewhere and not be that worried. Yeah. Um, so the U.S. right now, total cases that have been reported to the CDC have been still under 100. It's at 99. Okay. This is as of um, the 5th. Uh, so it's still, as far as the vast amount of people we have, it's not affecting too many people. So you can still travel domestically. Just follow all those things that we've been saying. Wash your hands. Don't con- be in contact with sick mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff. Don't touch your eyes, face, mouth, nose. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, again, we've already said this, but don't travel if you feel sick. Yeah. If you feel like you've got the flu or the cold or whatever, you've got a fever, you've got a cough, uh, you should probably stay home. Yeah. So if you are traveling, enjoy your vacation. Like, don't be all like, freaking out around every corner being like oh am i gonna get sick doing this am i getting sick doing that yeah try have not. a normal vacation just take the precautions wash your hands don't yeah. touch your face do all the you know all the stuff do that as we much were... as you can and try to yeah. not freak yourself out yeah so i actually wanted to talk about um some of the a lot of things have actually been canceled major events and and theme parks and attractions been canceled, have been canceled or places have been closed uh, i want to talk about some of these um yeah some of these big some most of these popular were ones. super shocking yeah they were surprising to me so 
Uh, safe to say most major locations in China will be closed indefinitely because that's this is where the epicenter of this right. outbreak is. Everything that I was reading well, like, when I was reading stuff about China, it was pretty much a list of every major major attractions. Everything and was was closed. Big spots. Um, this is including sections of the Great Wall. Uh, Japan, most major locations are closed for a few weeks. Uh, they're a little more um, optimistic about what's happening. Um, several musical artists have canceled tour dates in Asia. Uh, French government's order that all public gatherings of more than 5,000 people are to be canceled. That's pretty crazy. So let's talk about some specific attractions. First of all, the Louvre in Paris. I was closed. so shocked when I heard this. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Really? So that is was, I, was kind of a, a shocker. So there. and I think I was trying to figure out if it's still closed or if it's already reopened because there was plans to reopen with um, with new precautions. I think it was reopened. Okay. Uh, it says but, wow. Louvre reopens, but the crowd will have to control itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been reopened. I we originally took these notes. We've been taking them over the last like week or so. So things yeah. have uh, things have changed. But uh, several museums in Milan, Venice, uh, and other oh, sorry, Milan, Venice, and other areas in northern Italy, uh, Beijing's Palace Museum in the Forbidden City, South Korea, the National Museum of Korea, and the National Museum of Modern and Contemporary Art are closed. Yeah, so that's just a few attractions yeah. that were just kind of like big things that people tend to want to go to in these places. Yeah. So that was pretty shocking. Um, also some famous cultural events that are kind of big travel d- destination yeah, ticket items. These are things that um, you would want to for do. For instance, Tokyo's Cherry Blossom Festival or festivities for this time of year in particular, like this is a huge draw. People go yeah. to Tokyo, go to Japan to see these cherry blossoms. And there's all these really wonderful um, public gatherings and festivals and all this celebration. And a lot of those have been canceled because it's just too dangerous to have these big gatherings. Yeah. Like the uh, Azalea Festival in Okinawa, another one that was canceled, which was a big surprise. How about the uh, Ven- uh, the Venice Carnival? The last two days were canceled. Yeah, again. So they started it and canceled the rest of it. And then it was just, okay, we got to stop. Yeah. And that, again, is just, like, crazy to hear because these are these are huge, huge, very important things that happen in these communities, in these, in these different locations. Uh, there's a couple of conferences and conventions that were canceled. Uh, some major ones that I saw, like the Mobile World Conference, which is for smartphones, that's based in uh, uh, somewhere in uh, somewhere in China. I can't remember where, but uh, but yeah, that one was canceled. Uh, F8 for Facebook, mm-hmm. that one was canceled. Uh, GDC for gaming developers, that yeah. one was canceled. And that's not even including all of the more sort of local conferences and conventions like i know a lot of comic book and pop culture conventions are getting canceled yeah, yeah. um all throughout and yeah just anything that's going to be a, a lot of people coming from a lot of different places really pay attention to those emails pay attention to any reaching out from them just mm-hmm. in case things change and it's no longer happening yeah there are several sporting events that had canceled events so the china grand prix again like i said a lot of things in china have been canceled or postponed uh the um lpga which is the ladies uh, professional golf uh that one there uh they had three events in asia that were canceled the pga series china was canceled the uh, International Ice Hockey Federation had several tournaments in Asia canceled. Oh, wow. Uh, 
uh, soccer, some ter- tournaments were moved or uh, or they banned spectators. Like I think it's I want to say it was Italy or France. I can't remember which one. They're still playing their games with no spectators. Okay, that's interesting because the um, the spring grand sumo tournament in Japan mm-hmm. is being held behind closed doors without spectators for the first time in its history because of this outbreak didn't didn't they close the they do like a like a baseball game a couple years back with nobody in the crowd because it was oh, like like they were gonna postpone it for something but then they're like no we're still gonna play the game and just no people the only people that were in the crowd were like security cards oh man that's, or something that, like that must be I, a su- like a very surreal yeah especially if you're used to sort of experience yeah Ooh. especially if you're used to the big crowd and like for those athletes that's yeah crazy yeah that's, um, that'd be so weird yeah other major things like marathons rome canceled its marathon the paris spring marathon was canceled oh my gosh i didn't know um that. the thailand grand and pre postponed its dates. Yeah. So this is just a short list of things that are being canceled or postponed due to concerns related to the coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, this is a big one for us because we travel specifically for theme parks. That's true. Now, Disney must have kept this super hush hush because we didn't know about this. I was shocked. Shanghai Disneyland is closed indefinitely. And now I kind of put some sub things in here. Uh, they are refunding tickets. I didn't know that. So, yes. So, so Shanghai Disneyland is refunding tickets. Uh, like if Hon- you, yeah. Uh, Hong Kong Disneyland, also closed indefinitely. Uh, those tickets are valid for six months after purchase date, but they are also issuing refunds. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Disneyland Resort. That one, I remember that was a huge one when they announced yeah. it. Um, so, both Disneyland and Disney Sea uh, are, are, sorry, Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. Are, are both closed, but those ones are planned to open March 16th. Yeah, so it was a temporary short closure. Yeah. And that was basically because they were just trying to kind of get a hold of everything and make sure yeah. everything's going to be good. I was looking into their refund policy for this. They have so many different ticket types that it's uh, it was kind of hard to put them in a list here. But most of the tickets are accepted until March 31st, and they're also issuing refunds for those who can't return. Uh, There's also, stepping away from Disney, Universal Studios Japan is closed until March 15th, uh, as well as Legoland Japan, also closed until March 15th. So that's pretty tough. That's a lot of stuff, and pretty shocking, for me at least, all the Disney stuff, because that's something that I feel like, obviously they take health concerns seriously, but I feel like... Like that's usually they make it work. That's pretty crazy. When we had the the quote unquote measles outbreak here (laughs) um, and there were a couple of uh, cases in Disneyland. I say a couple because I think it might have been six. Right. In Disneyland, they Disneyland kept their doors open. Yeah. Because it was six people out of I don't even know. 80,000 per day. 80,000 per day. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, there's also the big question that's on a lot of people's minds is the 2020 Olympics. Yeah. Are they happening? Because they're in Japan. As of uh, as of two days ago from our recording, so of the, the third, yes, the um, International Olympic Committee is telling athletes to continue preparations for the July 24th opening, and they're still planning on starting the torch re- relay on time. That's right. But I know that I've heard some people talking um, with concerns about if countries will send their athletes. Um, and again, this is so far in the future. It's mm-hmm. honestly so hard to predict where th- this 
this will be at that point, the, the, the twists and turns and where we'll be affected and how maybe if things have gotten better or not, we don't know. It's, it's months from now. So for now, if that's what the IOC is saying, they would be the ones who would know first if things were not happening, I assume. Yeah. So we can just wait and see. And like we talked about earlier, track the situation. Yeah. And there's, there hasn't been any updates uh, as of the 3rd of March. So obviously, since there hasn't been any updates, they're still going to stick to that right there. That um, it's still going to be going on. Now, this, this was just kind of the stuff that we kind of picked out of the top things that were around, but there's still a lot of other things that could affect your travel. Maybe you're planning on doing something differently out there. Um, so look up, see if things are affected by the coronavirus or any yeah. other outbreak, really. It doesn't have to just be coronavirus, but this has been the big topic right. as of late. And really try to make sure that your resources are credible and you're getting accurate information, which is why we were recommending websites that are going to be very trustworthy. Yeah. Um, and again, just a, another one more time, wash your hands uh-huh. and one more, one more time. We are not medical professionals. No, we are not. So this was just hopefully some things to set your mind at ease or some things to think about in regards to travel and the current world situation. Yeah. So, uh, stay healthy out there. Enjoy your travels still. Um, yeah. I, I don't think we have anything else on this subject. That's it. Until next time. Cue the music. Sorry. That was very confusing. You ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? No. Let's do it anyway. Episode... <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Yes, I would like some water, please. Are you ready? No, ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> Hey, Mom. What are you doing? Well, I didn't think it was important, so I I screened your call because we were recording an episode, but then you called Ryan, so I thought maybe it is important. What's going on?